Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio.
on Friday, and it's being held at the State Farm Arena. However, you do have to have tickets. They said that the tickets went on sale, I believe it was Monday at 9 a.m., and they were gone by 10. No, I I take that back. I think it was 2 p.m. I'm sorry. They were on sale at 2 p.m., and then they were gone um, by 3. It was just an hour, though, um, that they were on sale. But um, and they're saying for everyone to stay away from the, of course, downtown area on Friday due to all the heavy traffic and um, probably scarcity of parking. Okay? So, again, um, memorial service for takeoff wrapper from the Migos will be held on Friday. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our rundown for tonight. Man. And I'm telling you, it's just news coming left, right. It's hitting your girl all upside the head like a VA can. So I was just the the hours just woo. Eight o'clock snuck up on me, y'all. But that's what that's when you know you're doing what you love. Okay. So the recap tonight, um, NFL week nine recap. The Brooklyn Nets, they're asking Kyrie Irving to do what? Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, they've also named their head coach for the twenty. 22-23 season, we'll talk about that. The Colts owner, what's going on with these owners? Um, but the Indianapolis Colts, so we know that they fired their coach last week, and now they've named an interim. Say who? Yes, we'll talk about that. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. You already know, a jam-packed show for you tonight on LL Sports 2. So we will go ahead and jump into our first break. The breaks tonight, they are um, based around birthdays. So maybe not necessarily the artist's birthday, but there's a birthday in there somewhere. But it's old school hip-hop. So you know me. I love my old school. So anytime I can find a reason to play it, I am going to play it. So I hope y'all enjoy the music breaks tonight. Oh, yes, it's time. Let's get ready for it, y'all. LL Sports 2. We'll be right back after the break. Yo, EMD. Yeah, what's up, man? They go that girl they call Roxanne. She's all stuck up. Why'd you say that? Cause you wouldn't give a guy like me no rap. Man, she was walking out of me, so I said, hello. I'm gang when you see S-O, and she's so cool. Baby, don't you know I can sing rap dancing just one show? Cause I'm gang Mr. Sophisticator. As far as I know, ain't nobody greater from beginning to end and to beginning. I never knew because I'm all about winning, but if I was to lose, I wouldn't be a thief, cause I'm not a gambler, I don't bet, I don't be, you know, you know, and baby, why you nigga, the is I is the grizzly kid lane, you know, I thought you'd be a brother, give me devious rap, I thought I had a chance, I'm a sinister trap, I thought it'd be a piece of tea, but it was nothing like that, I guess that's what I give a thing, it ain't that right, black, A guy like me with a high IQ and she shakes to my rap cause my rap's the best. The educator back the MC will never fix. So when I met her, I wasted no time, but suck up right then, baby don't mind. 
She thought my name was Barry. I told her it was Gary. She said she didn't like it, so she supposed to call me Barry. She said she loved to marry my baby, she would carry. And if we had a baby, his name's her baby Harry. Her mother's name is Barry, which is really quite contrary. Her face is very hairy, and you can say he's scary. She says I'm not heavy. Our father's a fairy. His wife's a secondary, his son's a military. The him to a list, I guess it wasn't voluntary. His daughter's name is Sherry, his son's a Tom Jerry. Jerry had the food, but it was only temporary. Back in January, or was it February? But every time I say this rhyme, it makes me kind of weary. It's only customary to get this commentary. Some say it's bad, some say it's legendary. You're touching all you want to try your local library. You never find a rhyme like this in any dictionary. But do you know, after all that, all I received was a pat on my back. That's what you get. It happened to me in that right mix master I.C.E. You had a rope, you thought you were stupid But EMD, your rap was plain stupid I know you're educated, but what will you learn? Not all girls want to be involved with bookworms You gotta be strong which you can't resist The educated rapper, huh, buck this Since she's a new girl around the block I had to let her know I was a debonair I said I'd like to speak with you if I can And if I'm correct, hey, your name is Rockin' She said, how'd you know my father is getting around? Right now, baby, you're the talk of the town Please let me walk you to the corner My rap will be brief She said, I've seen you before You look like a thief I said, me? The doc? A hood? A rock? Run around and see the robber deepers on the block Nah, that's not my style The crime, I'm not related It falls up with earth, I'm too sophisticated Then it seems I got to Cause she cracked a smile Then let me know my rap was worth a while She said, you call yourself a doctor I said, listen, you better explain to me really what Doctors must be watching. This is very because I don't say this everything. It's a major medical field the doctor must play. Dermatology is treatment of the skin. In fact, that ain't you see me over and over again. There's anesthesiology, ophthalmology, internal medicine, and plastic surgery, orthopedic surgery, and pathology. A disease called the change of the body. She said, Ooh, that's very unique. Gave me her number and kissed me on a cheek. She said she had to go to see me back by eight. Told me call at nine to arrange the day. Did you take it to the beach? That's what we planned. But she stood me up. Roxanne, Roxanne. Show a little classic hip hop for you, Roxanne. Roxanne, it really isn't UTFO's birthday though. Everybody remember um, who came back with the with the hardest hitting um, rap to this one? Roxanne Shante, and she's celebrating a birthday, celebrating a birthday today. Uh oh, see, I messed it up. I was trying to rhyme. Anyway, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. And 
tonight, it looks like we're going back to the basics. It's the dynamic duo in the house tonight. Hey, Lou. What's up, TJ? <laughs> what do you have to say? Where are those girls? That's what I'm asking. Are they okay? I have no idea. I know Terry. She's been under the weather the past couple of weeks. I thought I know she was coming on, uh, getting on the men, but I don't know, and I don't know if, if it's if she's not feeling well or if it's work. And I'm sure with Janelle, it's probably work, but I haven't heard from her. So let's just make sure that we keep both of these ladies lifted up in prayer and that everything is okay. All right, Dean. Okay, I will do that. I can do that. <laughs> but we'll hold it down like we know what we need to do. Hold it down, the F-O-R-T, the fort. All right, Micah, no problem at all. I understand those early uh, early wake-up calls. And shout-out to our resident um, Tampa Bay Bucks fan, Jerome Boogeyman Davis. Take a take a wild guess where where Boogeyman is, um, well, maybe not where he's at, but where he's headed, ain't Lou? You want to take a guess? Well, isn't he, a, a, isn't he Tom Brady? Yep. Yes, he is. Oh Lord, is he? Is that is that where you going? You are. You already know the boy is headed to Munich, Munich, Germany. <laughs> but his boy did play though. You got to give it to him. Tom Brady. Came back like he was the. Oh. <laughs> was that not classic Tom Brady, or what? Or is it the new school? To I don't know. But the forty-four seconds left in the game, it's like TV. TB12, what are you doing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans? I know, because I was like, me and Tina, we got to win this one. We got to win this, Lord. And he just looked like he just, he must have heard me. And he just got up in there and did what he did. He took that, what was it, about one minute, girl, and, and that ball went down that field. And did you see what they do? Brady does what he does. Mm-hmm. Ugh, don't, under, don't never underestimate that man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. I I will admit that's why I picked the Bucks, and and, and I don't know I don't know about you. Well, let me ask you this real quick. So, what was your reasoning? Because we know that the Tampa Bay Bucks have been up and down, inconsistent, but mostly on the losing end. So, what was it about this week that you thought, okay, I'm rolling with the Bucks? I just figured that it was time for him to win. Because, you know, Brady ain't going to stay down too long. And I was hoping that he could come out the slump because, you know, I was kind of feeling sorry for him. So I just went there. But I was like, it, it, it was looking great, grim for a minute, but Brady pulled it off. He does what Brady does. That's what a champ does. You know that, right? You are right about that, though, Louis. It was looking real grim. No, I was like, okay, Brady, now win. If not today, <laughs> win. <laughs> But I'm with you though. After um, I figured after the divorce, when they when they announced that the divorce was final, it was like okay. So now you know, not to say that that's behind him or anything. It's probably you know just beginning. But at least you know I can only imagine how that was weighing on him. You know, so I was just thinking that okay, he signed the papers, everything's moving forward now, and now he's just gonna come back with a vengeance. So the vengeance part was not there, but the last. Mm-hmm. Second, her rooks. Okay, I could take that. <laughs> Come on now, and, and hey, you don't, you don't have to. Don't take long to win, now, especially when you when you've been at it. Brady, what seven, eight? How many Super Bowls that boy got? Seven, or eight. seven. 
Yeah, so he's right there. So, you know, he knows what to do. But it's just he had a lot on his mind, but he realized i got to come out of it. And you can see it on his face. It's like I could see him transi- transitioning when, when you know, just watching that last. Because I'm telling you, the last two to three minutes of every game is just so exciting. You just never know what's going to happen. I love it. <laughs> Definitely, and then to see him at the press conference, uh, at the podium after that, the poet seeing him at the podium at the press conference, um, it just looked like it looked like old Tom Brady. It really did. So it was good to see that, you know, unless you're just a Tom Brady uh, hater uh, to the haters, to you know, to the highest of hate hate I know that's not a word, but um, you know, <laughs> you don't ever want to see a man, you know, in his personal life, just you know, kind of kind of spiraling out. But um, yeah. but yeah. So shout out to Boogie Man. Safe travels to you, Boogie, and uh, hopefully you know, hopefully they can come back with a win from Germany. But that's gonna be a tall tree to climb because those Seattle Seahawks, woo, they ain't playing. I mean, they, they are not playing. They are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing coming into this new year. Like the way they playing, I, I would be number one right now. If that Russell might have need TJ. Don't you think he should have stayed? No, I think he needed to go. I think the I think the Seahawks needed a fresh start. I really do. Okay. I don't think the Seahawks would be doing this well if if Russell was still there. I don't either. I don't either. That Geno got a whole new, got some some fresh blood. Huh? They got fresh blood, and they just seem like they got ex more energy. But they're playing like a team. I'm loving it. Boys are playing. Okay. Exactly. I would be really happy for them if they wasn't in my division. But uh, since they're in my division, I really I'm ready for the uh, for the for the uh, for the bottom dropout. And uh, I need for Geno to start throwing some interceptions or something like that. You know, people running into the wrong end zone or something. I need something to change. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Okay. All right. Okay. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two, and it is uh, the dynamic duo in the house, Aunt Lou and TJ. All right, so um, I did want to kick it off with uh, basketball again because uh, still some some headlines in the news here uh, following the Brooklyn Nets. This is probably the most dysfunctional um, basketball team we have in the league right now. Um, and we were talking about, you know, Kyrie Irving, um, the situation that led up to his suspension, um, you know, him not making the movie, not producing the movie, not um, casting the movie, but he just retweeted a, um, the link to the movie um, that everyone is saying was is filled with anti-Semitic uh, tropes and, and so forth. I won't um, regurgitate all of that. But... Um, I think we are now in a situation where, and I was trying to figure it out, is it the boy that cried wolf? Is that the, um, like the analogy of the story, Aunt Lou, where, you know, you can, you can do things so many times that um, when it's finally a legitimate concern or um, a legitimate problem or a legitimate um, where you can really stand on something, nobody's going to listen to it because you cried wolf so many times before. Is, is, is that the analogy that I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah, you're right. You right. kept saying there was a wolf and there never was. You know, people running out and preparing for the wolf, wolf and everything and believing them. And then when the wolf finally came, nobody was there. The wolf okay. probably ate them up. Ate them up. But, yeah, okay. just you, you, you're just saying this. You, 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 you keep... 
saying something is happening when it's not, and people believe you, and then at one point they just stopped believing you. Yeah. So, okay, so that's what I thought. That, okay, so that's what the crying wolf is. So it's not exactly that because, of course, uh, I'm trying to relate it to Kyrie because Kyrie it seems to always be in the news for something, and it always uh-huh. seems to be something of his own um, doing. You know, so it's like he brings attention on himself, kind of like throws the rock and then lets the water, you know, ripple. Um, but it's always something that he brings upon himself, you know, i.e. the vaccination, um, i.e. when they played in the bubble and he tried to get everybody, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the players together in their own separate meeting when they were headed to the bubble saying, you know, we shouldn't play in the bubble. Um, the fact of, you know, not wanting to – uh, sign signed the extension uh, when he when he could have, but then lost you know millions of dollars from that. Um, also, when he claimed um, that I can't remember the exact uh, situation, but uh, I think it was the bubble. Didn't want to play there, but then he's out you know having going to birthday parties with his sister and his family and stuff like that. So it's just like at each turn, whatever. Kyrie Irving was doing that caused him to be in the news, it was of his own volition, his own doing. But this right here, it's gone too far. Um, and no matter what I think of Kyrie's antics, how I feel about Kyrie as a person, uh, because one thing, if you do follow Kyrie, you know that Kyrie believes that he is the smartest person in the room whenever he's in the room. Um, he believes that his his thought process and his thinking, you know, he thinks that he's such a genius and people have a hard time understanding and, um, you know, dissecting and digesting what it is that he's putting out into the universe. You know, a lot of times, a lot of genius, you know, they think that they're just, you know, so above. But um, sometimes Kyrie is like, okay, I need you to go sit down. But in this instance right here, the Brooklyn Nets have gone too far. They already, um, I believe it was last week, um, Janelle had given us the information that both the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving had pledged $500,000 to um, different charities. Subsequently, right after that, no, this was two weeks ago when she told us this, then last week uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they suspended him, minimum of five games, said it could be more, uh, but the, the suspension is without pay. Okay, I can understand. I thought the timing was a little off, though. You want to wait till he pledges the 500000 and then you want to suspend him without pay. But, okay, it's the Brooklyn Nets. You have the right to do that. But now, oh, okay, and then let me, let me, let me continue. Um, after the suspension, Kyrie Irving, he does take to Instagram, and he officially apologizes, which is really all that everyone was asking him to do from the beginning. Before the Brooklyn Nets suspended him, he came back to the podium because, remember, the Brooklyn Nets, they had kept him away from the podium for two straight days, not knowing what he was going to say. They lifted that little band. Kyrie took to the media but never apologized for who he may have offended. He stuck to his guns on what he felt about the documentary, how he felt it was um, basically saying that, you know, black people were the first Hebrews, um, basically saying that the Holocaust really, um, well, I don't want to say is um, or, or is for black people, but everyone associates the Holocaust with the Jews, and the Holocaust could be associated with how black people were held back in early times. Again, this not I did not see the movie. I have not read the book. 
I'm just trying to give you a, a timeline and a pattern of, of what leads us up to today. But again, Kyrie never apologized. He never just said, I'm sorry for who I may have offended. The apology came after he was suspended. And now that leads us to today. Um, first, I want to read Jalen Brown. He is um, uh, part of the NBPA, which is the NBA union. Kyrie Irving is also a member of the NBPA. And I'd be curious to know if someone on the union had ever been suspended during the season, or ever, really. Um, so I have to look that up. But Jalen Brown of the NBPA took to a statement. He says, I quote, I don't believe Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. I don't think people in our governing bodies think he's anti-Semitic. He made a mistake. We understand from an outside perspective how important sensitivity is to not condone hate speech and not condone anything of that nature. It's sensitivity to the dialect around that. We don't want to stand up for somebody in order to not condemn hate speech, but I don't believe Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. And hopefully the NBA feels the same way. He went on to say, there is an interesting distinction between what somebody says verbally and what somebody posts as a link on a platform with no description behind it. Some people will argue there's no difference, and some people will argue there is a difference. There's no language in our CBA. There's no rules against it. This is uncharted territory for everybody, and everybody is trying to figure out the difference between the two, end quote. Okay, again, so November the 3rd, the Nets suspended Kyrie Irving, a minimum of five-game suspension. And um, he then took to Instagram to apologize. But now the Brooklyn Nets have a six-requirement list or a list of six requirements in order for Kyrie Irving to rejoin the team. One, apologize and condemn the film he promoted. Two, make a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. Three, complete sensitivity training. (laughs) Four, complete anti-Semitism training. Five, meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders. And six, meet with the team owner, Joe Asai, to demonstrate an understanding of the situation. Hey, Lou, um, I have a question, but do you need me to go over those six requirements again? No, because I kind of remember most. All right. (laughs) My question to you, are these requirements inbound or out of bounds, and why? I think they're out of bounds because really anti-Semitic is, is when you have hatred against Jews. A lot of people hate the Jews, girl, but don't you know what I mean? But I, I just think he feels that black people that 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 we are the black Jews, and he feel like probably the first is the last, last, last is going to be the first because that's the that's the religion that a lot of the black men are following now. You know what I mean? And so. They're kind of taking away the boy freedom is, you know, his freedom. Because we have freedom, religious freedom here, you know, to, to believe whatever we want to believe. 
But, you know, it's like two or three of those things you said, and I just think it's like, did the Jews tell him what he need, tell his coaches that maybe he need to do this and then y'all can restore him? I think that's a little extreme. I really do. Hmm. You know, because we are in a country where we're supposed to have freedom uh, of religion, and, you know, we, we, uh, America is supposed to have all these liberties, and, and, and that just sounds a little extreme there to me. I mean, uh, I don't think personally, you didn't ask me this, but I'm, I'm saying, I don't think he's, 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 he hates Jews. I don't think he's anti-Semitic. I don't think, I just think that he, he feels that the black, that, that the blacks are the black, uh, black people are the, you know, the first Jews or whatever, according to the religion that he might be in. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, I just think that's a little bit too extreme. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Make sure you hit us up on the timeline. Please give us your thoughts as well. Yvonne, I see you in the house. Maurice Pearson, my brother from another mother. What's up, Angie? I know she's right there with you. Shout out to my family. Uh, Von Harris, thank you so much for tuning in. I thought I saw a lot of people come in here. Wilco, thank you so much. Aurelius, Ricky Johnson. Silverado Cal, what's going on? Mark Hurd, thank all of y'all for tuning in to the show tonight. And please give us your thoughts um, on the timeline or call us up. We are uh, talking about the Kyrie Irving situation, the Brooklyn Nets, and these requirements that they are um, requiring Kyrie Irving to do uh, before they feel like they can let him back on the court in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. Uh, let me see here. Von Harris, he has a comment. I'm trying to hit that C there. He says, with him having to do all that, they might as well trade him or remove him from the league. My opinion, they are asking him to do too much. Um, that was going to be my next question, but let me just comment here real quick. And, Lou, I'm in total agreement with you. Um, this is considerably out of bounds. Um, complete sensitivity training. Sensitivity, come on now. Um, the man reposted a link. Again, he didn't produce the movie. He didn't write the movie. He didn't cast the movie. He didn't write the book. He reposted a tweet. Are you going to send Jeff Bezos to sensitivity training for being the uh, host platform who is selling this movie, who is selling this book? Um, complete anti-Semitism training. What? Really? Is this where we're going now? Ain't Lou just said it. We do have freedom of speech. This is still America, right? We do still live in the land of the free and home of the brave. Last time or is I did. Or, or is this just for certain people? See, I Come think on. the problem is, is that freedom of speech is subjective. Mm-hmm. Certain people have freedom of speech or freedom mm-hmm. of thinking or freedom of whatever you want to classify it as. Seems like when, and I'm just going to say, it seems like when black people want to say certain things Mm -hmm. or they want to believe certain beliefs, then you want to censor it. Mm -hmm. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I know that, that, you know, this happens with white people too. I'm I'm not that naive, okay? And sometimes I do speak in in general terms, and, and I'm not as specific as I should be. I learned that on Facebook a lot of times. But come on now. Sensitivity training. Come on. And I think this is, it's part of this cancel culture that we're in now anyway. Nobody can say anything of their own feeling 
of their own beliefs, of their own thought process. Me and Aunt Lou and I can, can see the same sentence. We can read the same book. We can see the same movie, and we can come away with two totally different perspectives. Does that make my perspective wrong and hers right, or vice versa? Does it make, um, uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's like, when did freedom of speech and all that become subjective to who's, who's speaking supposedly freedomly? I know that's a word. I'm making that up, but I hope you all understand. Um, are they trying to, TJ, are they trying to convert him to Judaism? Because that's what it sounds like. Cause no, no, I don't real. believe it has anything. No, no, I don't believe it has anything to do with the religion, Aunt Lou. I really don't. I think what they're trying to say is you have to have a certain sensitivity to the people that you're offending. Like I don't think they're trying to convert it because honestly, I don't even know. Does anybody? Somebody hit us up on timeline. Hit us, call us up. Does does Kyrie Irving even associate with the religion? I mean, I. I thought in, in years past that he said he was Christian, um, or he identifies as Christian, but I don't know that, so I, I don't know for, for sure. But I don't even think it's, it's, it's the, the act of religion. I'm with uh-huh. you, Lou. I think that Kyrie Irving is just trying to, I don't even want to say put it in the forefront. I think he's trying to keep it at the forefront that black people have been marginalized in this country for centuries, and right. when are people of other ethnicities, because black people, we know, we know we have had the proverbial neck, uh, knee on our neck since coming over here, since, since being forced over here on them ships. So course, we, we know this. Come on, our own. come on. Lord okay. Africans, you know what I mean, come on, keep going. Yeah. And nor do we learn about this history in school. Depending on what no. school you go to, you may never hear about what happened. And you know what I'm saying? We hear they hear certain history is is different for whatever school system you go to. Let's just put it uh-huh. like that. Um, but I I just think Kyrie Irving, he has made it his mission in life to uh-huh. keep the black. Um, what do I want to say? Um, just just the the story of 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 the black plot. Uh, uh, that's not what I'm, the word I'm going to look for. Um, starts with a P, though. Um, the black, uh, not plot, but um, plight. Plight, is okay. Plight? Yeah, plight. Mm-hmm, plight He's yeah. just trying to keep that in the forefront. Uh-huh. Don't forget, y'all. Don't forget the struggles that we've had as as a people. Uh-huh. You, and and I, I don't, is there really, think, is there something really wrong with that? No. Because and I think that he might be involved in the black Jews because a lot of blacks feel like that we were the you know that the, the black blacks were the first you know and, and and you know and and that we are the chosen and stuff like that. That's a, that, I forget the name of this religion because Brian is in that now you know and so they don't they, they believe in certain I don't, I don't you probably heard of it. I have, I'll get more information on that for next week. But, um, but yeah, so he's probably in that, and that's the way he's feeling. But he's entitled to express what he's feeling, you know what I mean? He shouldn't be insulting anyone, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, you, you don't want to do that. Uh, but but at the same time, he shouldn't be uh, crucified either, you know, with all this stuff they require him to do. This is crazy. He's still trying yeah. to put us in That's too much. 
If that's the case, Donald Trump should have been, all the stuff that he just said, that man should have been held accountable for everything. But that didn't happen. That's all I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Agent Orange says does anything he wants to do and did it when he was president of the United States. Yes. That makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to us tonight. Reginald, I see in house. Yes, Sandy, thank you so much. Flight, that's what I was I cannot. I keep come, kept coming up with flight. I'm like, it's not flight, but flight, yes. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for tuning in. Kevin, thank you. Anthony Green, Thank you all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And, you know, give us your thoughts. Um, like I said, everybody has um, everybody has a right to their opinion, and we'd love to hear everyone's opinion, um, you know, because that is what makes the world go round. But, um, you know, uh, like I said, even with the Holocaust, I, I haven't seen the movie. Um, didn't read the book. I will put that disclaimer out there again. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't think that the Holocaust refers to Jews. They don't, you know, when you think of the the slaughtering of, you know, as many Jews that died in that time, they believe that the first and true Holocaust really is associated with black people. Now, I'm not about to go into a history lesson here because that is not my lane, but I'm just saying, I think, did Kyrie Irving... um, I don't even want to say make a mistake. Maybe was he um, just a little, a little insensitive? Zealous. I would say he was a little zealous. And he just was probably giving his opinion, TJ, and he might have been a little dramatic with it, you know. But, you know, people take it and, and they're going to run with it and they're going to take it in any kind of way. But, you know, the Jews have a lot of money, so, you know, they might have been giving, giving the team a little flack. You just never know. You well, know how that happens. They had that protest. They had that family. Um, I believe it was like seven to eight people, and they were sitting front row at the very next um, Brooklyn Nets um, game with black T-shirts uh-huh. on with the, you know, the protest fan, uh, fight anti-Semitism. Uh, anti, anti uh, yeah. yeah. So, of course, you know, when, when they speak, people do listen. Let's just be real about that. But I think, though, with Kyrie, you know, all he did was retweet the link. <laughs> It's not. He didn't even go into a diatribe about what he felt about the movie. All he did was retweet the link to the movie uh-huh. with no explanation, really. And then when people started interviewing about it and he started talking about it, then, you know, that's when his, his feelings and opinions. Um, but then he did come out and he said that um, uh, he didn't want to be, he was not being marginalized. He said um, dehumanized. He did say that in a, in a press conference. It's like, okay, come on, Kyrie, you're you're, you're taking it too far. Now you're, you know, you know, it's just, come on, Kyrie. So that's why I say it's like the boy that cries wolf. You know, it's like you you do so many things that by the time somebody really does do you wrong, nobody's willing to listen because you've done so much wrong. You know, leading up to that. So it's like, come on, Kyrie. But yeah, you're not they're not dehumanizing you by asking you the question. Um, but again, in, in all in all fairness and in in all seriousness here, though these six requirements, the Brooklyn Nets, i.e. the owner, Joe um, Sy, has gone too far. Now, meeting with the team owner, demonstrating, do you understand the situation now? I can understand that. It's been reported that um, the owner, Joe Sy, he was trying to reach out to Kyrie Irving for a few days, and Kyrie never returned his call. You can't do that, bro. 
at the end of the day, whether you are on the court or not, whether you're um, making, you know, whether you're earning the money because you're still getting paid even when you when you do show um, don't show up and play on the court, you're not getting paid now because of the suspension. But when that 82 game season is going on and you only decide to play 24, 45, 50 games a season, Joe is the one that's signing your check, bro. So you might want to pick up the call. When he, when you might want to pick up the phone when he's calling. Okay, you might want to answer the, the, the text message when the brother's trying to reach out to you. But with that, you know, I can understand wanting to have a meeting, wanting to have a meeting with Adam Silver, the commissioner of the league. But okay. everything else is just, just too much. Um, Stephen A. mentioned it on first take that um, they are emasculating him at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Aunt Lou, would you agree with that statement? Uh, that could be a little extreme too, but but you know he is getting he's getting a hard hit. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But you know, masculine. I don't know about that. They seem to be using these verbs like it's you know it's just like it's too much. Wait, what did you say? Kyrie said that that they was doing his dehumanizing. Dehumanizing. We just going overboard. But uh, I don't, I don't think so. I just think that they're trying to teach him a lesson. I really believe that, and you know, uh, that's what I think they're trying to do. Okay. You think they, you think they emasculate him? I don't think so. Well, that's a little bit. You know, for a black man to say that, see, I think it, I think that might be how, you know, because we as women, we can see things in a different light when it mm-hmm. happens to black women. And mm-hmm. sometimes men don't, oh, I don't want, let me, no, well, let me see, I, I didn't mean to say black women, but, you know, sometimes men and women can see things differently. Right. What, what kind of can affect women may not, it, it'll just go over a man's head and vice versa. But in this instance, I said black just because we're, uh, because of the situation and, and what Stephen A. said, because we are dealing with a black man. But for a black man to come out and say that, I think it holds a little bit more weight because we don't see the world sometimes as they do, and we mm-hmm. always we already know how the world beats them down already. So, so you think they kind of take his identity though, T? You know, take his his his, his identity. I know I know they would try to want to make him weak because they always want to beat him to beat to beat anybody down. I mean, the black men down anyway, or just us, period. But you know, they want to always be superior, so you got to always try to beat somebody else down and. And try to uh, you know make them weaker and, and less. But do you think that they're trying to take his identity? I, I, that's why I say I don't know if it's that extreme. Mm-hmm. As, you know, I, I just I don't know. And if Maybe they are, not take his identity, ain't Lou, but his manhood. I think they're mm-hmm. trying him. Okay. As a black man, I think they're trying him. And this is mm-hmm. too much. They've gone too far. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, but, and then maybe they're trying to make a example of him in the public's eye, too. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, it, 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 we still got to go back to the 
to our constitutional rights. We have freedom of speech and freedom of belief and stuff. You know, you just got to watch because that's the same as someone go out, prime example, if someone goes out and talk to, uh, talk about the homosexuals and, you know, belittle them and stuff like that. So, you know, you got you got you, you can, you, you can, you entitled to say, well, you know, this is an abomination, blah, 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 according to what we believe as believers. But, you know, just to go overboard and extreme, then that's something else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you know, you're going, to, you, you're going out there and making fun of them and, you know, and, 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 and telling them how you really feel and stuff like that. I think that's a little bit too much. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I got you. Um, okay. But, yeah, I just, the Brooklyn Nets, they've gone too far. They've gone too far with this. Um, <laughs> so, honestly, I don't even know, um, I don't even know how Kyrie should come back from this. If if he didn't want to play with the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, again, he's done. He's brought a lot of this on himself. I know this. We would not be even having this conversation if he wouldn't have retweeted the link. Mm-hmm. But this is a lot. This is a lot to to swallow. Um, and just like um, the uh, the the listener up up top, uh, oh goodness, who was it? Um, hold on, let me go back. One moment, one moment, y'all bear with me. Um, Vaughn, Vaughn Harris said, if it's that serious, I mean, maybe he just, maybe they need to put him out the league. I I, I mean, I'm not saying that I agree with that, but, or just release him. If he has to go through all this, then Brooklyn Nets just go ahead and release him. But to make Mm -hmm. him kowtow and and have to, you know, jump all these boots. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't do it. To be honest with you, I wouldn't do it. They just have to. I, my contract would be up. My my time with them would be up. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do all that. So we'll see where it goes from here. C Green, thank you so much for tuning in. I see you, Oscar. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. And don't forget, y'all hit us up on the timeline. Give us your thoughts as well. Inbounds or out of bounds? The six requirements that the Brooklyn Nets are requiring for Kyrie to return back to the court in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. Um, little uh, One more piece of uh, information here with the Brooklyn Nets before we get to football. The Nets, they did decide to go in a different direction. They did not um, hire Ime Udoka. They have actually gone ahead and officially named Jock Vaughn as their head coach. Um, they're saying that he will um, be the coach through the 2023-2024 season. This is according to ESPN's Adrian uh, Wojnarowski. Um, so he had been serving as the interim head coach ever since they um, fired Steve Nash. Actually, he had been doing um, fairly well. Um, I believe that they won uh, two or three games, I believe. Um, they've been looking really cohesive on the court. Um, I think we've actually even seen a Ben Simmons sighting, um, or, or we're supposed to, but um, kind of over a bit, a little over uh, Ben Simmons here. But anyway, um, but they did they did decide to go in a different direction, um, especially with the uh, impending you know disruption that's going on with Kyrie Irving um, still dealing with the um, residual of what's going on in Boston with uh, Ime Udoka and the uh, and sub- the subordinate that he slept with. Um, but uh, according to Nets general manager Sean Marks, they said in a quote, Jock's basketball acumen, competitive competitiveness, and intimate knowledge of our team and organization make him the clear-cut best person to lead our group moving forward. He has a proven ability to get the best out of our players, 
hold them accountable, and play a cohesive team-first style of basketball. Well, if it was all that, then why were you entertaining Ime Udoka in the first place? I don't know. Right. Let's move on. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, uh, hey, Lou, just any thoughts on, you know, the Nets deciding to stick with their interim coach, Jock Vaughn? Hey, probably they got too much heat. I just think they got too much heat, too much flack from bringing that man back in there. But see, my thing is he's still out there, and he didn't, his reputation is ruined to pretty much. But then the woman still has not been revealed. Who is she? I know. Barbara, what's going on, Hatter? My new best friend. <laughs> Shout out to Robert Hatter in the house. Thank you for tuning in. So tonight, y'all make sure y'all can stop, stop um, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, I have the information here, um, Top Stop, ATX on, um, oh, Robert, put, put your information on the timeline for the people. But y'all make sure y'all can see the uh, sports show, uh, midday, like happy hour. Uh, it's 12 to 12 to 1, no, 12 to 2, sorry, I get the time, time, we're Eastern time, so I know it, for me it's 1 to 3. But uh, shout out to you, Hatter. All right, um, but yeah, and Lou, it's just too much, too much. Um, I think. Well, see, you're breaking, you're breaking up. You, am I breaking, breaking up? I'm sorry. I, I meant to take you. Um, I meant, meant to take you off. Um, I can't say it's too much. You know, t- too much baggage because they were entertaining it. You know, my thing is just like, okay, all of a sudden now, um, maybe because they won a couple of games, so what's going to happen if the Brooklyn Nets go through a, a five, seven game slump where they lose and, and can't find the basket? Can't find a hole. Nobody's shooting. Everybody's going cold. Are you going to go back and revisit M.A. Udoka? I mean, I just, I'm, I'm happy, you know, that they're finding some some continuity, you know, on on the court because they've been a, a they kind of remind me of the Dallas Cowboys, a, just a disaster waiting to happen. You just never know what's going to hit the hit the um, you know the news the news lines um, from hour to hour. But, you know, I, I think just for Sean Marks to, to put that statement out, you know, with the cohesiveness and all that, okay, well, if it was all that, then why were you entertaining him in the first place? So yeah, maybe there's something else that's going to come out with uh, Ime Udoka, and, you know, they don't want to talk about that right now. But, um, but you know, even with even with this stain, and I'm just going to call it a stain because, as we talked about before, Ime is not the first person to uh, get caught you know, being with a subordinate. Oh, and y'all hit me up, too. Um, did you hear, what was it, on Friday, last week, how ESPN, I posted this on my Facebook page, ESPN made Jalen Rose recant his statement because in the uh, pregame of, you know, NBA Countdown, um, I didn't catch the whole the whole um, countdown, but uh, Jalen Rose obviously made the comment that, why don't we know the woman's name in this email Udoka situation? And they made him – you can't tell can't, – nobody can tell me that they didn't. But they made Jelly Rose come back and recant at halftime saying that um, he was informed that it was a subordinate of who he may slept with, and now he totally understands why we don't need to know the woman's name. Oh, I don't work for ESPN. Mm-hmm. I think we still have a right to know. I understand the dynamic because Ime is the coach and the subordinate, so she works up underneath him. She didn't know that when she got into bed with him. I, I just, there just seems to be a lot of excuses, a lot of reasons why we can't know. She was underneath TJ. She was underneath him. <laughs> well, 
she she might not she might have been uh she might have been in front of me, Lou. She might have been uh, I don't know where she was. That I really don't care. That's again, we really didn't have any business knowing this story, but because we do, why can't we have all the facts? That's just Right. Yeah, if they don't drop names, every name should have been dropped. Come on. Okay. And I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm just gonna leave it there. All right. But um but shout out to uh you know, shout out to Jock Bond though for, for getting the um for getting the job. And we'll see. You know, I do not believe we've seen the last of Ime Udoka as a coach though in the NBA. Um and the and uh, you know, this too shall pass. I do believe that. All right, 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. It is the dynamic duo in the house, Ain't Lou and TJ, holding down the fort tonight. All right. Oh, Lord, Ain't Lou, we talked about that almost an hour. I wasn't trying to do it all that long, but you know you know how the conversation leads. Where it leads, we shall follow. All right, let's go ahead and move to the football grid because we have to do that NFL recap for week nine Hey, Lou, we're halfway through the season. Can you believe it? I know, girl. I was like, week 10 will be next week, TJ. What is happening here? And it's only 17, right? 17 weeks? Yes. We're almost, I mean, we're already halfway through the season. (sighs) (laughs) That's okay. They they have kept us on our toes though this whole season. I'm telling you, it's just even the games that you don't even think are going to be good, of the upsets, the um, the comebacks, the just the overall. It's just it's a really really good football this year. If you are a football fan, you truly should have, should be enjoying um, this season. All right, so let's go ahead and start with that recap. So we started it off Thursday night, the Eagles and the Texans. I don't think that this was um, too much of a uh, you know. Don't think too many people um, thought that the Eagles were not going to come out on top on this one. It was a pretty good game first half, and then the second half, the Eagles just went ahead and took care of business. But they still remain eight and zero, winning uh, twenty nine to seventeen. The Eagles, this is their first eight and zero start in franchise history, so they have never been eight and zero. Philly, they have never trailed in the second half of uh, any game this season. And for Jalen Hurts, he has two passing touchdowns in three straight games. This is his eleventh straight win as a starter. That extends the franchise record. And for the Texans, this is their second straight season with one win through the first eight games. All right. Then we had the Dolphins and the Bears. This was a shootout right here. Oh my goodness, this was such a good game. Um, hey Lou, I'm just going to go through the uh, through the recap. So if there's a game you want to talk about, just go ahead and stop me. Okay. Just say hey. We're talking All about right. Okay, so um, the Dolphins, they ended up beating the Bears, so 35-32. But was this the coming out party for Justin Fields? We've heard so much about, um, you know, the first two years when he was in the league. Uh, you know, he kind of kind of brought it on himself when he came in, talking about, you know, um, the NFL wasn't uh, as fast as what he was expecting. You know, he, he was pretty much um, on top of everything, and I guess um, – you know, coming into the league, everybody tells the the rookies that you know the NFL moves a lot faster than than college does. But you know, Justin Fields, he was like, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it's moving fine, slow down for me and all that. And then he had a horrible rookie season. So he's learned how to uh, 
decipher his words a little bit better. But anyway, um, but yeah, was this a coming out party for Justin Fields or what? Uh, but let's talk about the Dolphins because they did pull it out, 35-32. Um, Tua, he's the first Miami quarterback with 300 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions in consecutive games. Dan Marino didn't even do that. And Tua is 6-0 and now in games that he has started and finished. So you can say what you want to about Waddle and Hill, say that they are probably the best one-two tandem, though, in the league. We know we have that three-headed monster over there in Cincinnati, but the two-headed monster in Miami is a force to be reckoned with. But without Tua, they don't seem to move as efficiently. You know, in the words of uh, the whispers, rock steady. They ain't so steady without Tua at the helm. But... Um, but, again, Tua is 6-0 and uh, when he starts and finishes the game this year. Now, for Justin Fields, he was 17 of 28, 123 yards, three touchdowns, 15 rushes for 178 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields had a 61-yard touchdown, a rushing touchdown, 61 yards. The man jumped to the left, jumped to the right, stutter step, and boop, he was gone, 61 yards. He's the first um, – First one in history with three passing touchdowns and 150 rushing yards in the same game. 178 rush yards, that's the most by a quarterback in the regular season game since 1966. Go ahead, Justin Fields. I'm pulling for you. I really am because, you know, it always seems that our black quarterbacks get those labels of what they can't do, i.e. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. Tua Tagovailoa, I can Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa. Let me get the phone one. Who's that? Ain't Lou? What? Uh, the, what's the boy that plays for the Cardinals for Arizona? Oh, Kyler Murray. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Yeah. It's always it's always amazing what they can't do until they do it over and over and over again. But um, shout-out to you, Justin Fields. I'm pulling for you. All right, but again, though, the Bears, they did fall uh, to the Dolphins, 35-32. All right, then we have the Colts and the Patriots. Patriots just own the Colts. There are certain teams that they just have each other's number, and the Patriots and the Colts, these are one of them. Um, For the Colts, uh, they ended up firing their coach. We'll get to that um, as soon as we get finished with the recap here, but um, that's probably the only – highlight news of uh, for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. But for the Patriots, they had nine sacks. That's tied most in, in um, New England history. Judon and um, Uche, they each had three sacks each. All right. Then we had the Panthers falling to the Bengals. Uh, Bengals, I must, uh, let me ask the question, Lou. Are the Bengals the most inconsistent team this season? They inconsistent, girl, but when you vote against them, they always win. <laughs> Always. No, we picked the Bengals this week. We did. But there's been times when we didn't pick them and they won it. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but you just never, you just never know who's gonna show up for the Bengals. But um, Joe Mixon showed up on Sunday. Okay, count them. He had five on it. He had a fifty piece on um, on Sunday. So he is. That was a franchise record. Five touchdowns. He actually had one receiving. Uh, that was he yeah. the first with 150 scrimmage yards. Four touchdowns in one half. The brother scored four TDs in a half. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I didn't see all that game, but I saw some of it. I was like, wow. It was exciting. Yeah. No Jamar Chase, no problem. We're just going to run Joe Mixon. 
So shout out to you, Mixon, though, for, um, for for making that history there. The team had uh, it was thirty five nothing at halftime. Let's just put it like that. All right, Baker Mayfield, he had a resurgence here in this game um, because they benched P.J. Walker at halftime. Mayfield came in uh, 14 of 20, 155 yards, two touchdowns. Um, But, again, they were pretty much blown out. All right, then we had the Packers falling to the Lions. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just – I don't see them turning this around either. They're they're going to um, host the Dallas Cowboys. Um, This is going to be the first time Mike McCarthy comes back to Green Bay after um, being fired from the Packers in 2018. I cannot wait to see how they embrace – um, how they choose to embrace Mike McCarthy. Um, I do hope that they give him a um, a welcoming um, uh, welcome. <laughs> I hope that they're welcoming to him um, because he did bring you know bring the franchise a um, uh, Lombardi Trophy. But Packers uh, fell to the Lions nine to fifteen. For the Detroit Lions, this ends a five-game losing streak. And for the uh, Green Bay Packers, they are now on a five-game losing streak. And this is the first year as a starter for Rodgers that he's had um, a first, uh, I'm sorry, five-game losing streak. This is the first time since his um, uh, 08, his rookie year. Uh, Let's see, 13th straight game with less than 300 passing yards for Aaron Rodgers. And um, the Packers have never made the playoffs when starting three and six or worse and they have not missed the playoffs in the previous three seasons under Matt LaFleur. So they are definitely moving in the wrong direction. I'll say what you want to. I don't know if it's because of Devontae Adams being gone. I don't, th- I don't know if it's because Aaron Rodgers is just not uplifting his team. Um, we know that they had a lot of drops. The, the wide receivers, they were not holding up their end of the bargain probably the first um, eight games because say what you want to, but Aaron Rodgers, he knows how to deliver a ball. And the, the rookies, um, even the, the second, third-year um, players, they, they were letting him down the first part of the season. But mm, they've been catching him as of late, and Packers still cannot put up, put up a W um, in the winning column. All right, then we had the Bills and the Jets talk about upset of the week. Bills 17, Jets 20. And the Bills might have an injured QB after this game. And the bad part about it, he got injured right at the end of the game. That's what you hate to see an injury come for, especially an elite player like um, like a Josh Allen. But for the Jets, um, two takeaways in this game. They have 14 uh, interceptions or 14 takeaways this season. That matches their total all of last year. So they are on a trajectory for their defense to really do some great things this year. Um, but for Buffalo, they are the second biggest favorite. So they were favored to win this game ten and a half by ten and a half points. So they were the second biggest to lose um, in 2022. But the Bills, they are six and zero versus non-divisional. The Bills are the only ones who do not have a divisional win for this year. So they do good against everybody else. But playing their division, oh no, goose eggs. They've lost so. two. <laughs> Say that again, Lou. They've lost two because they lost right. to, to, to division. Okay. So their two losses are to their uh, to divisional opponents there. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call tonight and to speak with us. Let's see. I want to go to. Uh, let's see. Oscar says, "Can I give two Niners tickets away to your listeners?" Sure. Sure. I don't know how you want to do it. Um. If you want them to DM you, Oscar, or, um, but yeah, if you want to have a, a, maybe ask a trivia question and whoever answers it first, 
He need to be Go giving ahead. that ticket to me. He need to get a one that ain't low. Since I live out here. You live, you live in the Silicon Valley? No, but I can get up there probably. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what you say in the words of, uh, what, what's that lady's name? I don't care how you get there. Just get there if you can. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Um, Oscar, and what, what game are you on? Um, what, what game is this that you uh, uh, have the tickets to? What's going on, Brian? Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Uh, but yes, but yeah, go ahead, Oscar. I don't know how you want to how you want to do it. Oh, but it, I say p- uh, pick up the phone and press number one, and we bring you right on in. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Ain't loose. Somebody wants to talk to us. All right now. Hello. Eight one eight three five five. You are on with the ladies. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Girl. Clifford Bernard calling because, you know, my girl is always doing her thing, and you are awesome. Your show is awesome. I've never known no women who know so much about football or sports than you guys. You guys are really awesome. Thank you for that. I I appreciate that. I I don't even have friends that have the capability of knowing what you guys know. I really appreciate that, Clifford. Thank you. Girl, you are awesome. And all the people who call in that actually know their wisdom and they know the game, amazing. I, I just, I'm just so blown away. TJ, I invited Clifford. He lives in in uh, Atlanta. This is my this is my good friend. Yeah, she go. She invited me on, but okay. yeah, I invited. She she, she always <laughs> so awesome herself. So you know. Um, but I have to say this. Not to I go anywhere because the lyrics are coming up in twenty minutes. Then I'll, I'll, I'll just, then I'll be listening for twenty more minutes. <laughs> but Clifford, let me do you have something. a favorite team? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, talk to us. Um, my favorite team. I, listen, I, I I love the Seahawks, but now that they R- Russell Wilson is not there, I don't. I'm just not attached to them. Steelers. And the Rams are my favorite team. I live in Atlanta, and I don't even support them. So my favorite team is actually, from the time I was growing up, is the Rams and the Steelers. Those are my favorite teams. All right. Winning organization. I feel you on that. All right. Well, yes, what, ma'am. But, you know, girl, no, girl, I want to tell you, you are awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. You know, you know. You're extraordinary. In fact, you're majestic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come now, on, Cliff. Now, all right, now, Cliff. Now, now I'm sorry. Are you pulling my tail just, now? Are you, just, are you pulling my left toe? I'm just speaking my truth. She is majestic. She's uh, extraordinary, and she's amazing. Okay? Oh, and I'm done. I, <laughs> I truly appreciate that, Cliff. Thank you so much for calling in and, and, and sharing those thoughts with us. Thank you. That means a lot. I do appreciate it. All Very right. Well, don't awesome. move a muscle. Keep, keep, okay. Literally keep doing what you're doing. Yep, I'll be so there. Much. I'll be there. All right. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's having family time. I interrupted his family time because he was on last week, and 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 when you when you uh, unmuted him, he didn't have anything to say. I said that was the time for you to talk, Clifford. Oh, okay. Well, it, I didn't know. I said, so I said, call her back and then just tell her what you're feeling, and that's what he did. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, because a lot of people think that, you know, if they do call that they have to talk to us, but you don't. Once you press yeah. the number one, then that puts the little hand up for me to say, I want to come in and talk. Yeah. yeah. So so that's that they know. He, that was awesome. He was telling me all that, and I said, well, you need to let her know because she needs that encouragement. And he said, I don't know why she doesn't have her own show. He said, you guys are better than, than people that's on the TV right now. I said, yeah. I said, but her time is coming soon, but um, he was impressed. He was really impressed because that was his first time listening. He's heard my lyrics before, uh, you know, because I, I write. And he's read my poetry, but he doesn't, he'd never heard, you know, you guys on the show. He was like, wow. He was amazed. That's awesome, though. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clifford. We, I, I do appreciate that. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, let's see. Hello, Miss Charlene. Thank you so much. Oscar says, I will let. You do what you want with them. Oh, uh, DM me your email. Um, okay. Well, um, I mean, I, I would. I think we should. I don't know. Hey, Lou, do you really want the tickets? Are you really gonna go? Cause it's it's this Sunday night. No, you're not forty nine fan. This is a big game. Well, I'm it's not that I'm forty nine fan, but this 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 weekend. That, that's that's not enough time, because oh. I'd have to fly out there and stuff. I ain't okay, driving. So okay, yeah, that's what I was, I was thinking. I was like, ain't that kind of far for you? Okay, all right, I got you. Okay, well, Oscar, you got to give us a week's notice next time when you're giving them away. But we're gonna find something. Oh, let's see. Mm. Somebody in Silicon Valley can go. What about yeah. our boy? Who? Marvin. Marlon, it's Silicon Valley. Marlon. Marlon has season tickets. Marlon is already, Marlon might be at the stadium now. Stop it. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Thank you, Mom. Yeah, that's my email right there, um, Oscar. So hit me up. Daniel, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. I see y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's go get back to the uh, recap here. So we had, where did we leave off? The Bills and the Jets. Okay, so, yes, that was the biggest, um, the second, I should say, biggest favorite to lose in 2022. All right, then we had the Raiders and the Jaguars. Jaguars came back on this one. Uh, man, Raiders, I thought the Raiders had this game. They led 17 and nothing. Um and they're the third team to blow three 17-point leads in one season. Now that, they do join the Baltimore Ravens because the Baltimore Ravens have let go of, excuse me, three games as well, and they, they've they always led by double digits. All right, but we had um, Vegas. They fell 20-27 to 27 for Jacksonville. Um, this is the franchise's second win after being down by 17 points. Okay, so, A. Lou, I'm a, I'm a trivia question for you. And just, you know, just for fun. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is only the second time that they have come back from 17 points. So what do you think their record was prior to this? One and what? Just throw out a number. The Jaguars? Yes. Yes. 
Lord. Before they won this game? Well, they were down by 17 points, and then they came back to win. So this is only the second time that they've been down by 17 points and won the game. So their record is one and and how many games do you think that they've lost, you know, in this situation? Many. (laughs) Is that your way of saying you don't want to guess? Okay, I'm picking up what you put down. All right. It, they are one. I don't know, girl. You close one and one sixteen. They played oh, okay. at one hundred and fifteen games. Okay. So no, you weren't too high. Okay. Well, ah, goodness. But yes, one and one sixteen though. So that's still a horrible percentage. So okay. All right. So let's see. Uh, moving on, we had the Vikings and the Commanders. This one was a close game all the way to the end, but the Vikings pulled it out, now making them seven and one. Commanders. Um, so they beat the Vikings, beat the Commanders twenty to seventeen uh, for Kirk Cousins. He's really having a stellar season this year. Um, he was twenty-two of forty, two hundred and sixty-five yards, two touchdowns and an interception. This was a two-touchdown day, um, though this week. A lot of the quarterbacks, a lot of the running backs, uh, wide receivers, they had two touchdowns. Um, but for Joseph, their uh, kicker, he had a go-ahead twenty-eight-yard field goal with twelve seconds left. The team trailed seventeen to seven in the fourth quarter, and this is their sixth consecutive win and they all won by eight points or less um the vikings they only have one win over a team that is currently owning a winning record so take what you want to that seven and one record with a grain of salt seems like you know they might their strength of schedule might be the reason why they're winning but hey they're winning it's hard to win in the, in the nfl we look past buffalo okay Come on now. but um but they pulled it out and let's see then we had the seahawks beating the cardinals this was a divisional matchup. They won 31-21. Uh, fourth straight win for the Seattle Seahawks, all by 10 points or more. And they outgained Arizona 421 yards to 262. That was, I mean, they just doubled down on, this, on these boys. I don't know what's going on. And Arizona has their uh, main target back for Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is back. Um, but all he did pretty much was a receiving touchdown. But Geno Smith, 26 of 34, 275 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. But that running back, that rookie running back that they have, Kenneth Walker III, 26 rushes, 109 yards, two touchdowns, and he is really making a case for himself for rookie of uh, offensive rookie of the year this year. All right. Then we have the Rams no and the Bucks. Fear, no fear. Go ahead. Go ahead, a huh? Yeah. I say he has no fear, just none. None. And and Geno Smith, uh, let's just tip our hats to him. Talk about a resurgence of a career, throwing him away, you know, just w- what is he going to do, what he can do, um, should he be doing it. And you give him a platform, and he is taking full advantage of being the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm very, very proud, very impressed with him. But, again, why the Seahawks? I need him to be. In a different division. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's humble, TJ. He's very humble. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't help but root for him. I mean, you, you really can't. You really can't. Yeah. Um, all right, then we have the Rams and the Bucks. Again, we've talked about this one. The Bucks they were able to pull this one out. Brady had a go-ahead one-yard passing touchdown with, to Otten with nine seconds left. What really makes this story um, even more um, 
um, praiseworthy. Um, the receiver, Otten, who caught the pass, lost his mother earlier um, this week, or last week, I should say. So um, playing with a heavy, heavy heart and able to come through um, in the clutch, nine seconds left, and give the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks the go-ahead touchdown. So, again, just an all-around great, great story um, for the Bucks this week. Um, this is the second latest go-ahead passing touchdown for Tom Brady in his career. The last one was 2013 versus the Saints. Brady, his 55th game-winning drive, he now passes Peyton Manning for the most since the 1970 merger. And Brady is also breaking records. He became the first player in NFL history to eclipse 100,000 passing yards. And, that yes, that includes the playoffs. So that deserves uh... – it's a wonder his arm don't fall off, ain't Lou? 100,000 passing yards. I know. He's a bad boy. You know that. He's a bad boy. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut it on. Just shut it on up there. <laughs> what you say? What you say? Go ahead, Tom Brady, though. Good, good, good for him. For the um, Rams, though, they're the eighth defending now Super Bowl champion to be under 500 through eight games. All right, and then we had the uh, Titans. Ooh, this was a good game, the Sunday night game. Um, Titans, they ended up falling to the Chiefs in overtime. Patrick Mahomes, what what more can you say about this, brother? Um, Just one of the most phenomenal uh, quarterbacks of our time. Um, He is is just giving us uh, more and more. um, uh, I I can't even think of adjectives to to, to describe him anymore. Um, Just a phenomenal quarterback. each week, just doing something, um, elevating his, his play each and every week. Um, 43 of 68, 446 yards, a touchdown and interception, six rushes for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, Edwards Hilaire, he had a pretty pedestrian um, day, four rushes for only five yards, but Kelsey, 10 receptions for 106 yards. Uh, Mahomes, he had a 14-yard rushing touchdown and converted on a two-point conversion to tie the game up at 17-all in order to um, have the game to go into overtime. And for Mahomes, he's the first uh, for Kansas City with consecutive games with 400 passing yards. Uh, For Tennessee, though, we can't count out Derrick Henry. He now has 74 rushing touchdowns. He passes the elite Earl Campbell for the most in team history. But the Titans, their red zone offense, they are ranked first in the NFL. Um, But Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah. Again, he just I want to say something about that game. I watched that game, too, because, yeah. you know, we voted for them, too, and it looked like they was going to lose it. But he put that team on his back, you know, and it's like he, he it's either they wasn't catching like they should, and so he just like, you know, I'm going to do this myself. And every time I said that he might do it, girl, he did it. And he's just a big old boy out there running. It's like here comes a giant, you know, running. They weren't trying to mess with him, and he, he, he'd slide and do what he had to do. But he did what he had to do. I mean, it's like you never know. You know, when, when he when he was backing up Alex Smith, um, everybody in, in the Kansas City locker room, they knew what they had. 
And so when it was time to pull Alex Smith, everybody was like, okay, it's time to unleash this beast right here. But to think that he would be this prolific (laughs) behind center, I don't know if anybody projected this. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he may go down as one of the most skilled quarterbacks ever in, in history. Because what he does on the field, it's just not the fact that he does it, but what he does on the field, the side-handed throws, um, the way he uses his legs, just his his um, his mind, his quarterback mind, um, the way he's able to read defenses. He is uh, prolific. Somebody give me a better word than prolific. I don't have time to look it up in the service. But, uh, he's superb, yeah. prolific, any of that stuff. But, you know, he's like a Magic Johnson on the – like Magic is on the basketball. He's like that on the football field. Magic Perfect. or Michael. You know what I mean? I, I, I give it to you with Magic because Magic was uh, – his passes um, – you know what? They produce art. Magic mm-hmm. Johnson produced art on the basketball field. Patrick Mahomes produces art on the football field. <clears throat> yes. All right. So I'll tell you what, on that right there, we still have um, two more games to recap, but we are going to put a pin in it real quick so that we can jump to our break. And after that, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. But right now, it may be just the two, but it is still roll call time. Hey, Luke, are you with me? Yes, I'm with you. In the house. This and those we'll do two it girls will be holding it down like never before. No, I was going to give you two. I, I gave you the are, are you with me, but you know I have to give you your. Hey, Lou, what say you? Okay. Hey, Lou, are you with me? Yes, I am. What say you? I'm here with you, TJ, too. <laughs> <laughs> It's the dynamic duo in the house tonight. Ain't Lou TJ. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> so what you gonna do when you get out of here, cat day? Oh no, dog. Just trying to live it one day at a time, you know. <coughs> How are you talking, man? Live it one day at a time. It ain't nothing but a thing, though, bro. Yeah, I hear you, fool. Well, let me get up out of here. I'm a ride out here waiting for me. All right, Cat. Take it easy, baby. Stay up for it. Peace. He greets his father with his hands up. Rehabilitated slightly. Glad to be the man's child. The world is different since he's seen it last. Out of jail, been seven years. And he's happy that he's free at last. All he had was his mother's letter. Now he's mobile. And he's got to make a change and make it for the better. But he's black, so he's got one strike against him. And he's young, plus he came up in the system. But he's smart, and he's finally making 18. And his goal's to get on top and try to stay clean. So he's calling up his homie Hooten came up. Living nice, now they dealing with the same stuff. And had that attitude that who he was was work lame. And with that f***ed up attitude, he killed his first man. Now it's different, he did dirt. And realized, killing it, me coming up, but it still hurts. And can't nobody change this. It's 1994, and we up against the same shit. I never understood why. I could never see a man cry till I seen a man die. Man cry. Imagine life at its full peak. Then imagine lying dead in the arms of your enemy. 
Imagine peace on this earth when there's no grief. Imagine grief on this earth when there's no peace. Everybody's got a different way of ending it. And when your number comes for souls, then they send it in. Now your time has arrived for your final test. I see the fear in your eyes and in your final breath. How much longer will it be till it's all done? Total darkness at ease, be it all one. I watch him die and when he dies, let us celebrate. You took his life, but your memory can never take. You'll be headed to another place. And the life you used to live will reflect in your mother's face. I still gotta wonder why. I never seen a man cry till I seen a man die. But your heart no longer sounds strong But you kinda scared of dying So you hold on And you keep on blacking out And your pulse is low Stop trying to fight the reaper Just relax and let it go Because there's no way you can fight it Though you'll still try And you can try it till you fight it But you'll still die Your spirits leave your body And your mind clears The rigor mortis starts to set Now you out of here You start your journey into outer space You see yourself in the light But you're still feeling out of place so you standing in the tunnel of eternal life And you see the ones you never learned to love in life Make the choice, let it go, but you can back it up If you ain't at peace with God, you need to patch it up But if you're ready, close your eyes and we can set it free Eliza man, not scared to die, may he rest in peace I still got to wonder why I never seen a man cry Till I seen that man die Secret Ladies Love Sports 2 with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. I tell you, I'm always over here jamming, listening to the music or talking, and, and just the music just goes away and sneaks up on me. But you know how we do it. You know how we do it because this is what we're about to do right now. Oh, yes. Yeah. The clock on the wall says that it is time. It is time. For the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have week nine highlights for you. One of our teams played and lost, and two were on a bye at no cost. Free, free, free. Yes, those 49ers were on a bye at four and four. Resting up to kick butt next week for sure. Also, the Broncos were resting as well. With a score of three wins and five losses. Pray tell. Not doing too good. Those Falcons were defeated by the Chargers 17-20. to 20. 
Their chances to win were many. They couldn't cut it. However, the Chargers pulled it off with a 37-yard kick by Cameron Dicker that ended the game quick. Game over. The Falcons were 10-0 in the first. Then the Chargers took the lead in the second with a burst. The Falcons led in the third, but the Chargers swooped in and won like a bird. Rocky Chargers, tweet, tweet, tweet. The Jets upset the Bills 20-17. to 17. Their, defensive, their defense rose up and shut them down on the scene. The Lions beat the Packers 15-9. to 9. Both of the Zilstra brothers played fine. Double trouble. I'm so excited about next week. Wondering who will advance and rise to their peak. We will see, see, see. <laughs> awesome job, Amy. Awesome job once again. Yeah, I was just saying to Facebook, I think this is the most teams on a buy. Um, last week when we had, we had six teams on a buy. I think that's going to be the most um, in one week. So, um, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a team. All right, so let's go ahead and finish up the Week 9 recap. Um, the Monday night football game, it was the Ravens and the Saints. Oh, Saints, they just they can't buy a win, um, even at home. But um, <laughs> Ravens took it to them, 27-13. Lamar Jackson, um, man, just, just, just fun to watch. Um, they actually did real good with their running back um, on Monday night, though, Drake. Um, Kenyon Drake, 24 rushes, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. But um, Jackson, uh, this is their third straight win after a 3-3 three and three start. And then for New Orleans, just, yeah, I can't even say it's because they um, don't have Michael Tom- Thomas. Um, they just, I don't know, they're just a shell of themselves right now. And really, the, the division is still kind of wide open, so um really thought that the Saints were going to producing a little bit more that, than that this year. But, again, shout-out to the Ravens. Um, they are now, you know, sitting atop the division going into a bye. That's always the best way to go into a bye with a win. And uh, we'll just have to see, you know, what comes out of that AFC North. Um, Pittsburgh is supposed to be getting T.J. Watt back uh, possibly this this week. I just wonder with that pectoral muscle um, injury, you know, you don't want to rush him back. But, of course, you know, if they clear him, then that means that he could technically play. But, you know, still a long season, and I'm not counting the Steelers out until until it's the last game. But we'll see. All right, and then we have the Chargers. Uh, like like A. Lou said, the Falcons, they were the only team of ours to play this week, and they fell to the Chargers. Man, A. Lou, had I known that the Falcons don't never beat the Chargers, then I would have picked the Chargers. But that's the only reason yeah. why I picked the Falcons is because they had been doing good, and the defense seemed to be on par to be able to contain one Mr. Justin Herbert. Well, TJ, I was thinking when it was the Falcons and the Chargers, I should have picked the Chargers. I was vacillating back and forth, vacillating, and I should have went with my first mind because even though everyone else was picking the, the Falcons, I just felt like the Chargers would win, and they barely pulled it off, but still they won it. I'm telling you, Lou, you need to go with your first mind. I have I have been true to my first mind this season, and I have been <laughs> yeah, you about eight games ahead of me, girl. I can't stand you right now. <laughs> well, 
Well, I, did, I didn't want to put the emphasis on the winning, but I'm just saying, <laughs> go with your first mind. It's really been working for me this year. But like I said, I really thought that the Falcons were going to pull it out just because of the defense that they've been playing and Cordero Patterson was coming back. And, boy, did he come back with a vengeance. That boy just ran over the uh, – that touchdown he had, I believe, was in the fourth quarter when he just ran over that uh, safety was a linebacker. Safety, whoever it was, he just ran him over. He was like, get out, get out the way. And the words of Luda. Um, but the kicker, like you said, Dicker, um, he had a 37-yard field goal as time expired. But really, hey, Lou, did you see any of this game or did you see the highlights? What, with the, with who? The, with the Chargers? Yeah, the Chargers and the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw the highlights. I'm sorry, I just saw the highlights. No, I saw I didn't get to see that. I was at church. Okay. So you can, yeah, I just, I just know that, that, wait, no, 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 I did see that. I did see it because I was shocked that, that, um, that they, uh, you know, I, I said, man, I should have went with my first mind. You know what I mean? So I saw some of it. But, uh, it wasn't, uh, I was, I was really disappointed. I mean, because it was, it was a tight, if Falcons was leading it most of the time, weren't they? Yeah, they were. But yeah. I was asking because they had, uh, the defender. In the last minute, it just seemed like the last minute lasted 30 minutes. But they had a defender that fumbled the recovery, and he was running back. And then the phantom, uh, the phantom swiper, swiped the ball out of his head. Hey, Lou, nobody touched that man, and the fall, and and he just dropped the ball. I mean, nobody was, nobody touched the ball, <laughs> and the defender just dropped it. And the 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 Chargers were able to jump on it and get it back in order to kick the field goal. I was with one of my really good friends that's a that's a Falcon fan. And just the look on her face, it was like, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, the man, <laughs> he had scooped up the ball. He was running with it. He probably, I mean, he wasn't too fast, so he was going to get caught. But, I mean, he just dropped the ball. It's like, you know the de- defensive players, they're not used to carrying the football. But you would think when something is in their hand, they're going to they gonna know it's the football. So you need to hold on tight with all your might. Cause we're gonna be yeah. rocking like this for the rest of the night. But <laughs> come on, <man. laughs> it's funny because it's not my team. Had it been my team, I probably would still be crying. But um, yeah, they, the defender just lost the. He, he he had a fumble recovery and just lost it. And then that's how the the Chargers were able to get the game winning field goal. So leave it to the Falcons. I mean, they always they always make a way. Always. <laughs> Shout out to make, Janelle and Terry. Make a way to lose. Is that what you say? <laughs> I didn't want to finish it. I didn't want to finish today, Lou, but thank you for finishing it. Because, uh, yeah, my goodness. Again, shout out to Terry and Janelle. All right. But seriously, though. <laughs> but, yeah, Chargers, they ended up winning at 22-17. All right. And so that is it. Um for the week nine recap, so we have our players of the week for the AFC. It was the Bengals running back Joe Mixon. I don't think this was going to be uh, – this shouldn't be a surprise. Again, five touchdowns. He had four touchdowns in the first half. Uh, for the de- defensive player of the week, it's Ravens linebacker Justin Houston. And special teams, it was Chargers kicker Cameron Dicker. We just spoke about uh, his game-winning um, field goal to end the game versus the Falcons. All right, then we had the NFC Players of the Week for the offense, Bears quarterback Justin Fields. For the defense, um, Player of the Week, Lions safety Kirby Joseph. 
and special teams, it was the Bucks punter, Jake Camarda. All right, so those are our players of the week, AFC and NFC. All right, now let's get to this story right here because I have to get your opinion on this. And everybody on the timeline, I want to hear your thoughts as well. So we talked about the Indianapolis Colts. They um, benched Matt Ryan about, what, three weeks ago. Benched him, but then kind of said he was having issues with his shoulder. So really, why did you have to bench him? Because probably had a shoulder. I don't know. But um, so Matt Ryan, he sat down. And then we had... The coach, no, I'm sorry, they fired the offensive uh, coordinator, offensive assistant coach, actually. He didn't even call the plays. But they fired the offensive assistant uh, coach last week. And then, um, I'm sorry, the week before last. And then this week they fired the coach, Frank Wright. This is all Indianapolis Colts. Owner, Jim Ursay. Yes, the same Jim Ursay that came out and was the first one to publicly speak against Daniel Snyder, the current owner of the Washington Commanders. Who has it? But we all know uh, Jim Mercy has his own, you know, uh, history resume that you know fills up a a book. Anyway, so they fired the coach Frank Wright. So that means you have to have an interim head coach, right? Um, normally, you yes. pick someone in house. Uh, you elevate the offensive coordinator. You elevate the defensive coordinator. Sometimes you can go to special teams. Sometimes it's an assistant coach. But, you know, usually you go within in-house. What does Jim Ursay do? He makes news. And he names his interim coach, his former center, yes, not coach, but a player, former center. <laughs> I still can't get over this. Jeff Saturday. Um, I am just... Uh, I, I'm, I'm still confused. I'm still confused. When I saw the press conference, he made it known that basically Jeff Saturday is one of his dear friends. He really looks up to him. He admires him. And he thinks that he would be good to take over this job. That's pretty much it. No experience. Jeff Saturday has no coaching experience past high school level. None. Um Jeff Saturday is he's around the organization. I think he's like an advisor. He used to be uh, is currently um, or was an advisor, but not on any of the coaching staff. Uh, Reggie Wayne, former wide receiver, Hall of Famer. Uh, Reg, no, I'm sorry, that's Marvin Harris. But former um, wide receiver for the for the Indianapolis Colts. He's on the coaching staff, wide receivers coaching staff. Uh, did they have Gus Bradley, 30 plus years? coaching. Um, they have another coach that's on their staff, 44-plus years coaching. So they have a lot of tenure in coaching on that staff. But again, he names his former center, Jeff Saturday, as the interim head coach. Now, anyone who wants to say anything about the Rooney Rule, Rooney rule um, it is not applicable when it comes to interim head coaches. They must go through the Rooney Rule protocol when you're trying to hire a head coach at the end of a season. So it does not, um, it does not. Again, it's not um, applicable to interim head coaches. See how they can always find a way around it, though. It's always a loophole. Anyway, um, but yeah. So they had a press conference, and Jeff Saturday was very transparent. He says, "I don't know how I'll do. 
Um, I know a lot of people are going to say that I'm inexperienced. Um, but, hey, I might be good at this. I might be not. But it's an interview. It's a uh, – not an interview, I'm sorry. He said it's um, basically like a, a uh, an opportunity for him to put his skills on, on display, and if not for the Indianapolis Colts, maybe for 31 other teams. Wow. In the words of um, – who was that? Can't think of the name of the artist. It must be nice. It was a song. I can't think of the artist's name though. Must be nice. Um, Saturday, he has been thrust into an awkward situation though, because again, it ultimately resides with Jim Ursay, the owner of the organization, to make this decision. Um, and I'm pretty sure that they are very good friends. Could he have said no? He probably could have. But I mean, really, are too many people going to turn down the opportunity to coach in the NFL as a head coach? I don't know too many. But when asked um, why would Jeff Saturday want to do any of this, this was his quote, because I care. Um, I told the guys this morning I care about the players, care about their families. I sat in their seat. Man, this sucks, right? I love Frank. Man, I was working with Frank, right? So I'm working with him every week, talking to him. I consider Frank a friend. So I understand from the player's perspective. I sat in that seat. They love Frank, man. That's their coach. They played for this dude. So I don't minimize that at all, end quote. Um, He also went on to say, here's the deal. Everybody talks about my inexperience. I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man. I know I can lead men. I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. Bro, I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that played with me. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they manage, how they work? I mean, won a Super Bowl, been to two? Here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this, and after eight games, I'll say, God bless you, I'm no good. I may be really good at it. I've got no idea but I dang sure ain't going to back down, end quote. Hey, Lou, your thoughts on Jeff Saturday being the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, he said it all, I guess. He said it all. <laughs> he probably had the experience, but like you said, he didn't seem – uh, people and he's coached them. I think he'll be all right. I mean, who, who is who would be if it wasn't him? Who who else would it be? Well, he did have a lot of coaches to pick from on the coaching staff that have plenty of coaching experience, at least five or six, okay. with over thirty years of experience in coaching. Okay, well. Maybe he sees something. You know, get something. You'd be amazed, TJ. You're going to see bad experience and stuff. Sometimes they don't do well, and then you have a new coach coming. Now look at that Rams coach, McVay, a prime example. How long he been coaching? Yeah. You're right. Youngest coach in the league. You're right. Yeah, so, you know, you just never know. I don't know how old this guy is, but uh, but I'm just saying, sometimes they come with new, innovative things, and you'd be amazed. You know what I mean? Them young people, they strong now. If you got a young team and you put them together right, you you, you can go far. You know, I'll and be I, honest. And oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. And the, and these are the Dolphins, right? 
Indianapolis Colts. The Colts. Okay, the Colts. Okay, so the Colts, they're the, they're only three and five, so they're not doing that great. But, you know, you never know. You can pull them out of the slump because they got more losses than wins. It's, you know, you never know. Shout out to Bradley Lodge in the house. Thank you so much. You know, after hearing that quote, I can't do nothing but give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think my main thing is it would be nice just Mm -hmm. if black people could get that opportunity to just have a really good relationship with the owner and they have a a chance to coach in the league with no experience. Mm -hmm. You'll never see that. You'll never see that. But, yeah. but I you think know, more diversity in the ownership, but you'll mm-hmm. never see that happen. And I think right. that's where my mind went to. That was the first place my mind went to. I'm like, really? Oh, so we giving we giving jobs to our best friends now? We giving mm-hmm. we giving head coaching jobs? I mean, win or lose, these these players are putting their life on the line. This is their livelihood. They're feeding their families. Not everybody has a, a thirty-seven million dollar um, guaranteed contract. Some of these players mm-hmm. are playing for league minimum. They keep losing. Right. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I mean, you know, it's not their fault, but it, so what's the incentive here? Now you're just going to put your best friend in, in the coach? Okay, all right, so that's what we're doing now. All right, Jim Mercer, okay. But maybe maybe he knows something that we don't. Um, maybe just Saturday we'll start a trend. I don't know, but um, it just would be nice to have an even playing field. But like yeah, that, that we say we're gonna keep on saying that, and and, and more of a, a blacks are gonna get in those positions, and they're gonna be uh, voicing their opinion about we need to see, we need to mix it up a little bit. I'll be telling the people on my job, I said we need more color here, because <laughs> I'm the only black one there, right? We got a black teacher, a black instructional assistant. And I was like, you know, we need some more color here. You guys, there's too much light and white up in here. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I hope I hope you get that, ain't Louis? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah, you do, you you just would would like for it to be an uh, an even playing field. But again, after that after that quote, I must say, we'll see. He has eight games um, to see how uh, how much of an impact he can make. I'm not. Mm-hmm you know, putting, um, you know, a complete turnaround, you know, on the organization. You can only coach the players that you have. But they do have a lot of talent there, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Mm -hmm. A couple of injuries, you know, here and there. But the Colts, you know, we thought that they were just a quarterback away from elevating to, you know, the playoffs and and possibly the AFC championship game um, because of what they did, you know, prior to to Matt Ryan coming. But we see that that didn't work out. Um, But I don't know. Um, I'm curious, and I'm – I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I want to see what Jeff Saturday, you know, what can he, what he can come in there and, and do. Um, and it sounds like the players are, are welcoming. They're opening opening up to him because of his transparency. He's not going in there trying to put his foot down um, or trying to, you know, say I'm the new big bad man in town. Um, it seems like the camaraderie there is going to be uh, twofold. Um, mm-hmm. And respect is, is the main thing that you need in a locker room. Um so we'll just have to see how the coaching staff and, and, and how, how they translate on the field um, for these next eight games. They do have to go play the Raiders, and last week in a tweet, um, Jeff Saturday said that the Raiders were horrible. So I'm excited. Mm. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. <laughs> the Raiders. And they're in second place in their division that the Colts are over, you know, the Titans yeah. in first 
but the DNA is like, but they don't they are really like good. Yeah. 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 They're really not. <laughs> All right. Lord have mercy. So the time is just getting by us here, but it is time. It is time for. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, it is time for our NFL pick. And I must say, ain't going that tied this week. 10 and 3. She good. Janelle came in second, 9 and 4. And Terry pulled up the track with 7 and 6. Um, definitely had a mishap this week that will not happen going forward. So, um, but yeah. Week 10, we are now heading into. So, Janelle rounds out. Uh, she's still in last place there. Then Aunt Lou. Uh, then Terry's in second. And I do have a nice little lead, but any given Sunday. So, can't, can't let up. Can't let up. All right, so the teams on a bye this week are the Ravens, the Bengals, the Patriots, and the Jets. Everyone else is back on the field. We kick it off tomorrow night with another divisional matchup, the rematch, Falcons at the Panthers. Ooh, this one is hard, ain't it, because the Panthers, you know, they, you know, DJ Moore, he's probably still kicking himself. I don't think he was the reason why they lost. He was a little catalyst there because they still had the opportunity to pull it out in overtime. But um, I think the Panthers are going to be on a, coming with a vengeance. But divisional matchup, Falcons on the road, who do you have? I'm thinking the Falcons, but, yeah, I don't even know I voted for them. They lost last week. I don't know. Because they're 4-5, and five, and then the Panthers are 2-7. and seven. But you think they can beat them, TJ? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Falcons. You're going with the Falcons? Okay. I think I'm rolling with the home team. I'm rolling with the home oh. team on the, with the Panthers. Just, just because of how the game ended last week. I think they're going, they don't want to have well, any – what was the score? How, how much did the Falcons beat them by? I can't remember. Oh, the Falcons beat them only by a field goal in overtime two weeks ago. That was the overtime game where the Panthers player threw off his helmet and caused them to have a penalty on the extra kick, and then the kicker missed the extra point, which caused it to go into overtime, and then the kicker missed the ex- kicker missed the field goal for the Panthers first, which allowed for the uh, Falcons to be able to, you know, Win again. It was only it was that close. I better go with you then. I'm going with you because I was I was it was a toss up for me. It was a toss up. Okay. All right. I'm rolling with the Panthers. Okay. Then we have ooh. Got to get through these. Okay. So we have um, Seahawks at the Bucks. This is in Germany. So who you got? Oh Lord, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I think Brady is going at hot fire right now. Even though them Seahawks they ain't nothing to play with. I'm going mm-hmm. with the Bucks. It's a home game. You know what? I think I'm going to have to roll with the Seahawks. The Bucks, um, hopefully they'll be able to get out on time. They're supposed to be leaving tomorrow, but that hurricane is coming through tonight, I think. Um, so hopefully it won't delay their flight. But the Bucks, I, I, I don't know. The Seahawks, they've just play, been playing really some good ball. So I'm rolling with the Seahawks in Germany. I might be changing it. I don't know. But I said okay. the Bucks. Okay. I don't know. All right. I'm just, these, I had like four of them. I wasn't sure. Okay, so you're going with the book. I mean, Seahawks. Okay. All right. Okay. This is going to be a very good game, but we don't know if Josh Allen is playing yet. It's going to be the Vikings at the Bills. So uh, Allen is the Bills quarterback, isn't he? That's right. 
Oh, Lord. Okay, so I better. Ooh, I'm going Vikings then. If we don't know. I can always change. Hey, I'm rolling with the bills right now until I find out differently. <laughs> Would you let All me? right. We're going opposite. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. And then I have a. Oh, go we on. We have the Lions at the Bears. Bears. That wasn't okay. a question. We're both going with the Bears. Okay, then we have the Jaguars at the Chiefs. Oh, I'm going to get the Chiefs. Right. We're both going with the Chiefs. All right, then we have, if I can spell, um, oh, Browns at the Dolphins. Dolphins. We're both going with the Dolphins. All right, then we have Texans at the Giants. Giants. Right, we're both rolling with the Giants. All right, this should be a good game. Saints at the Steelers. Hopefully, T.J. Watt will come back. But I don't. Um, I, I read a stat that this is the only team that Mike Tomlin hasn't beat. Really? Is it Steelers? The Saints. The Steelers have never beat the Saints under Mike Tomlin. Ooh. So then, uh, I'll have a go with the Saints. <laughs> that was up in there, too. And they at home, though. You know, they at home. Oh, I know, and it's a different Saints, different coach, different quarterback. That's his Saints. Okay, you rolling with the Saints? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm going to roll with the Steelers. I might be changing this, though, especially if T.J. Watt don't play. But I think I'm going to roll with the Steelers. Let me know about that. Okay. Okay. All right, then we have the Broncos at the Titans. Oh, Titans. All right, I'm rolling with the Titans as well. All right, then we have the debut of Jeff Saturday. It's the Colts at the Raiders. I'm going with the Colts. The Raiders ain't been doing nothing, even though they're at home. If the Raiders cannot be this dysfunctional Colts team, the Raiders need to go ahead and just forfeit the rest of the season. So I'm picking the Raiders, but uh, not with a lot of confidence. All right, so you're going with the Colts? Yes. So I'm going with the Raiders. Ooh, this is game of the week. One of the games. Cowboys at the Packers. Cowboys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he just has not shown me anything. So I'm rolling with the Cowboys, too. All right. Then we have uh, the night game. It's the No, no, I'm sorry. One more. We have the Cardinals at the Rams. Now, that was the one I just didn't know what to do. I could throw up my hands and don't even say. I don't even know. I guess I'll go with the Rams because it's home. They're at home. But that was hard. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just rolling with them because they're at home. Cardinals really ain't showing me nothing, but Rams ain't either. But I'm rolling with the Rams because they're at home. All right, then we have uh, the night game. It's the Chargers at the Niners. Yeah, girl, them Chargers looking good, but I'm going to go with y'all. Y'all a little bit more steady. Don't let me down, 49ers. We need this game. We have to stay in, in competition with the Seahawks, so that's why I'm rolling with my Niners. And we're coming off of a bye, so I'm hoping that we have a lot more stuff for McCaffrey. Hopefully Debo's back. Hopefully get everybody happy. Yep, I'm going with the 49ers. All right, then we have Monday night, Washington at the Eagles. Hey, girls, they ain't no good. Ain't I don't no, think Washington. Be nine and no. Yeah, but it's going to be a good game because it's a divisional matchup, so this could be an upset. It could be. But we, I'm rolling with the Eagles, too. All right. Well, that is it. That's for our picks. That's the show. It's time for your shout-outs. Here's my shout-outs. I don't have my calendar with me, so I don't know if we got any birthdays up coming up. Because we're back on next week, right, T? Yes, 
One more week before the holiday. Okay, and then, and then, but we won't be off. We'll come back in December sometime, right? Uh, we'll be we'll be back the last week in November. There's one more Wednesday after um that okay. the Thanksgiving okay. holiday. Okay, so I don't think nobody's birthday is coming up, so I want to give a shout-out to the girls. Ladies, we'll miss you tonight, uh, uh, Miss Terry and uh, Janelle. I hope all is well with you guys. I'll be praying for you. I love you. Um, uh, y'all come on back. But I, I tried to hang in there, Janelle, but, you know, I, I'm not as good as you are. But, you know, I tried because I ain't letting my niece down. Um, and I just miss all of you. love all of you. Thank you, Cliff, for coming in and, and encouraging my niece. TJ, I just want to tell you, you keep holding it down, girl, because you just, you're the best in the northeast, south, and west, uh, and you are blessed as well. Uh, and so I just, I'm just proud to be a, a part of this, this show, and I really miss our boys tonight, but you know what? God has a way of doing what he want to do, but the lineup was awesome. And uh, and and I love you, Denise, my big sister. Thank you so much. And I got to give you a great big shout out, Aunt Lou, because you think that you don't be knowing, but you know, so, sometimes I know when you get a little like you're like, okay, maybe I don't know, so I'm just going to just I'm going to say something. But you held it down tonight. You you did it tonight. Awesome job. So the dynamic duo in the house tonight. Great job tonight. And of course, your lyrics, as always, on point. So, shout out to you. And I love you. I love you, darling. Have a good evening. All right. 347-826. You too. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies. It was the double duo in the house tonight. I was trying to read something there. Sorry about that. But the dynamic duo in the house, Aunt Lou and TJ. All right. So, Wednesday, Wikipedia for November the 9th. We're November the 9th, y'all. Only two more months in the, in the year. 1965, Willie Mays, he was named, named the National League Most Valuable Player. Um, in 1971, the NHL announced that it had granted a franchise to Atlanta. Didn't last too long. In 1982, Sugar Ray Leonard, he retired from boxing. In 84, Leonard came out of retirement to fight one more time before becoming a boxing commentator for NBC. And then in 1984, Larry Bird and Dr. J, what? They had fisticuffs. Got into a fight during a game. They were both fined $7,500. All right? So that's your Wednesday Wikipedia for November the 9th. And birthday shout-outs, um, Roxanne Shante. So that's why I played Roxanne, Roxanne. Uh, she turns 53. And Scarface, he turned 52 today. Cisco also turns 44. All right? So um, shout-out to all of the birthday people. Of course, as I always say, make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night. All right? 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live. Shout-out to Marlon. Shout-out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Um, shout-out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Of course, great big shout-out to Robert Hatter. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the show and their show on YouTube, Chop Shop HTX, and then on Facebook, Chop Shop O-U-T-X. All right? And, uh, again, 12 to 2 on Central Standard Time. One to three Eastern. Shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. Of course, shout out to the ladies, Janelle and Terry. We missed you, but we did hold it down. Pray that all is well. Shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green. Everything you do for the show, for me, I love you. 
All right. So, again, that's going to do it for the show tonight. We'll be back next week, and then after that it will be the holiday. So time for one more thing. It is TJ's motivational moment. Um, Actually, I'm just – I had something prepared, but kind of running low on time. So I just want to – we had the voting. Uh, We had, uh, you know, the vote last – yesterday was the last day to vote. Georgia on my mind. Um, Georgia always seems to make history, whether it's good or bad. Uh, So a lot of people came out to the polls, but they came out to the polls for both Warnock and for um, Herschel Walker, so we now have a runoff. Uh, So once again, I implore you, I am pleading with the citizens of the state of Georgia to please come out for the runoff. Runoffs usually are not a good turnout. Um, December the 6th, that is the date. Early voting starts on Monday. Um, one thing that was very depressing to me, um, they had a young lady who was, uh, she works for CNN, and she was here in Atlanta last night reporting, and she stated that she did an exit poll, and the exit poll was with women. Um, now, she didn't say white or black, so I, I'm only assuming, you can't assume, but I'm only assuming white, um, I mean, she was only women, uh, different ages, she said. But she asked why did they vote and, who, you know, who they vote for and why did they vote. A lot of them said, um, they didn't believe the tactics, the you know, the, the, the scandal, the tactics that were in the news about Herschel Walker. A lot of them said that he could change. That was in the past. You know, everybody can change. He's not the same person. But there were actual people who admitted that they didn't care who it was. They voted for the R next to the name. We've got to do better as a country, y'all. We cannot be willing to just put anybody in office because of the party that they represent. We have to be better as a people. I can only hope that this runoff turns out to be the um, same uh, conclusion as the last runoff that we had. But if this is why we're making our decisions, come on, Georgia. We're better than this. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.